I'm having sex. February 24, 2021, Rear Encounter, Encounter number 33, and kicking off the best side show since Jesus healed the eunuch, I'm Abel Kirby. And rolling nothing but 33s on my D100, I'm Cold Acid. And from the freshly thawed woods of Northeast Texas, you can call me Fletcher. Woo! Special Woo! guest. Fletcher in the house. Special guest hello. today. Hello, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I heard a Ooh, bottle that sounded pop. good. Now, what was that? Uh, that is Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. Mm-hmm. Also, the official beer of the smoker. Mm. Ooh. Do I got? don't have a beer or a cider today. Uh oh. But I do have a what? mango Doritos. <laughs> oh. Doritos. You going to give us a crunch or something? Just don't talk with your mouth full all day. No, the bottle's already open. I don't have a proper bottle opener down here, so I opened it up in the kitchen. I thought you said mango Doritos. What do you mean, bottle? These are not corn Joritos. chips. Jaritos. Jaritos. Uh. <laughs> Mexican soda. I thought you Oh, were... that's that's Joritos. The oh, J is like Joritos. a Y. Yeah. yeah, the J is like a Y. But it's Joritos. with an A. It's J-A. So, Joritos. Oh, Joritos. 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 I was imagining some kind of, like a lime flavored, except instead of lime mango. <laughs> mango <Chip>. Doritos. <laughs> well, that's disgusting. That would be a very interesting flavor. I don't know. You know, with mango Doritos, I'd crush them up really fine and bread some chicken with those bad boys. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, actually, that sounds like it would work well. We're getting dangerous close to that Frito-Lay uh, recipes territory where we had uh, that's that's all they had on there was crunch up some uh, crunch up some Doritos or some Cheetos and uh, put them on something else oh yeah like put uh, them on a those... Moscow mule rim <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that you like crushed up uh, flaming hot Cheetos on yeah. a pizza yeah uh, breading anything with it yeah sounds terrible speaking Before of which gut. any potato news oh well hold on a second before we get there I was going to say I got a Voodoo Ranger IPA from, uh, where is it? Fort Collins, right? Fort Collins in Colorado. But this one might be from North Carolina. They also have a brewery there. Those are good. Oh, yeah. I do enjoy those. <laughs> Potato Pro, well, I didn't see if since you asked. I did look at Potato Pro, but sometimes the news they have isn't uh, topical enough for this show. So uh, there was nothing that caught my eye that I wanted to bring to the show today. So, no. There is potato news, but it's a little dry for us. So we can move on. Oh, just it's just chips, huh? Yeah. Well, they had some articles Crisps. about they had some articles about that different. Fell, uh, yeah, that fell over flat. <laughs> yeah, it's just chips. They had the uh, the articles about the uh, you know different potato yields. Potato yields are going to be better this year than any other year. So they say. We promise. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's all Kenya's looking for funding for a potato study. I see. Yeah. Well, a potato study. What exactly are they going to be studying? Yeah. Well, I'm going to take this. Potato. They're going to study potatoes. How... I would assume. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Here, here's something. Here's some big news. Pringles introduces Wendy's Baconator flavor in Canada. <laughs> oh, God. oh, wow. Are they dripping with grease as well? This sounds like when you get three Maybe. or four life sentences at the same time, you know? Like, you couldn't possibly serve them all. It's like you can't die from Pringles and Wendy's at the same time, you know? But they're sure going to make you try. They're going to try, yeah. 
Apparently they're limited edition. Let's hope it's very limited. Where am I going to find them? Because I'm going to have to, now that I've seen this, I'm going to have to find them and try them. Yeah, you have to. Now that you saw them. It's like when I had to get that South Korean mm-hmm. green onion flavored breakfast cereal. I had to try it. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> the un the unbelievable Pringles taste experience begins with Applewood smoked bacon, followed by Wendy's famous beef that builds to the combination of creamy mayonnaise mixed with ketchup. Are these fresh, never frozen Pringles? <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> Wait, are they square Pringles? Oh, that's a good question. Are they square pringles? Uh, yeah, um, not by not by the picture that's on there. They're still in the round can, so mm. if they were square, they'd be pretty damn small. They seem that's to have the usual pringle shape. Yeah, yeah, well, square pringles. Yep. Well, you got to manufacture them on the same machine too, so maybe they're just being cheap about it. <laughs> the same extruder. <laughs> yeah, because remember, <laughs> pringles aren't chips. Pringles are what do they call them? Potato. Uh, they're reconstituted potato flakes. They're not slices of yeah. potato. They're they're potato waste <laughs> that's been pressed into a uh, saddle shape. Oh, yeah. You start off fact. with surplus. Uh, you start off with surplus dried potatoes from the military and <laughs> yeah. moisten them up a bit and squeeze them into shape. Yeah, a lot of eyes and peels in there. You know. Which, speaking of breading things, those dried potato flakes make great breading for fried chicken as well. Mmm. And Ooh. detergent for your washing machine if you run out. <laughs> Do they? Do <laughs> I'm, they? Not gonna, I'm not going to try that. Uh, we're, I'm not going to try saying, that. Though. Maybe this I'll put them in the... Lo- I might use them in the dishwasher. <laughs> there you go. See, we're on the internet, so anything goes. I just imagine Cold Acid pouring a box of this stuff in his dishwasher and it just mashed potatoes, you know, bubbling out through the, uh, <laughs> through this, through the uh, gasket covering his floor. Well, it's time to get the chicken tendies out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that is a great find. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the Kenyan potato study. I just imagining them like in awe making a an alarm clock with the with the wires <laughs> stuck into a couple of potatoes. Oh, like that kid that uh, that Obama liked. The well, kid that is Obama. <laughs> let me check this. Um let, let's ask the science. The science says if Obama liked him and the kid was like Obama, that would mean logically Obama liked himself. Okay, yeah, that checks out checks out yep oh i see okay so what they're what they're trying to do is develop potato seeds locally they're doing a study for that so they don't have to keep importing them from the netherlands is it about potato seeds um or seed potatoes yeah seed potatoes are not potato seeds they're potatoes are made uh here's what i'm learning from potatopro.com that Usually what you do is um, you clone them. So what you do is you use cuttings of the plant. So you find a variety of potato that you like, and then you make cuttings of it, and you plant those, and they'll uh, they'll grow. If you plant potato seeds, and they do have seeds, it's like rolling the dice, you know? I hear it's the same thing with grapes. If you're going to make a vineyard, you don't plant a bunch of grape seeds. You'll get all different kinds of grapes. And the idea is you want to have a consistent variety. So what you do is you find a kind of grape you really like. And it can take generations of planting these things and tasting them and burning the ones you don't like and keeping the ones you do before you get a, get a, uh, 
you know, a, a kind of variety of grape that you like. And then what you do is you kind of take the top half of the vine and you plant it in the ground and it turns out that'll sprout roots. And then you do it again and you do it again until finally you have these long rows of, uh, of the same plant cloned from each other. And they create a consistent product. They do the same, they do a similar thing with apples. Yeah, if you plant apple seeds, yeah, you don't know they what have, you're gonna get. They do a sim <clears throat> yeah, apple, well, hell, apples, like, uh, you'll get different tastes on different branches, right? So you take one branch and you take, like, clippings off of it and graft it to others. Oh, yeah. Right? You go to where apples uh, seem to have originated, which is somewhere in Kazakhstan, actually, and you'll find, like, you'll find, like, wild apple trees and you got, like, Red apples and green apples and yellow apples and fucking blue apples. Blue and not because of like some Soviet radiation experiments. <laughs> like they are naturally blue. Not like those dogs. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That is unnatural. Yeah, because blue. because it's just because it's just so genetic genetically variable, uh, the apples. Yeah. So strange hearing Bill Gates talk about it. So when you see yeah. When, yeah, so when you see like those when you see like those bags of apples Right, that are all like the same, the same like type, like the Granny Smiths or the Macintoshes, mm -hmm. right? So those all they may they they're coming from all sorts of different trees, but they're all from branches of the same tree that had that flavor, and they just like when the branch gets big, when the branch gets big enough and has enough sub branches coming off of it, they'll cut one of those sub branches off and graft it to another tree, just so they have that same flavor still. Now on next on Rare Encounter, your agricultural show. <laughs> this is uh <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. We seem to yeah, like that. The most agricultural podcast in the universe. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we should really do hit all the topics on this one. Oh, y'all gotta start uh, reading from the farmer's almanac. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess we could do that. We might maybe we'll do that later this show. Uh, that might be a good bit a little later on. Uh, um, I brought a couple of clips that we can to to bring up for the the show. Um, since we're on some science All stuff, I promised um, some uh, Carl Bergstrom uh, clips. Uh, I played some last uh, last. Uh, yes, yes, you did. And everyone seemed to like them a lot, so I, I got a couple more. Um, these are sort of in the science uh, field, and so the first one. I, I clipped yesterday, and then today I was listening to um, MoFax, and they they talked about something similar to this to this story in uh, in MoFax, and uh, you know I, I won't spoil it, but well I'll tell you it's about facial recognition and about facial recognition algorithms and how they're trained, and so let's listen to uh, Carl and, and the idea for this study, which was done in China, is the idea that they're going to have pre-crime detectors. They're going to just look at your face, and they'll be able uh -oh. to tell if you're criminal or not by correlating your facial features with the facial features of criminals. And so let's hear what Carl has to say if about that. If we throw that. fancy machine learning at it, we can, we can rescue Lombroso and show that, indeed, see the criminals clearly. So they took a bunch of uh, criminal faces that they got from police departments, not mugshots, and they crawled the web for a bunch of non-criminal faces, and and then they sort of boast, this isn't going to be subject to the same biases. What do you guys think? Bullshit. Exactly. And this is total bullshit because the algorithm is going to be every bit as biased as the training data that we feed into it. And these training data come from humans. And that's the thrust of the whole thing. Uh, the, there's a little bit more where he elaborates on exactly why the training data might be biased uh, beyond just the simple idea that people are picking and choosing photos to be in the set. Um, but here's uh, here's part two of the clip. 
people are actually really biased about appearances when they convict. And we know well from some quite disturbing studies that how attractive you are actually influences your chance of being convicted. So it might be, for example, that this unbiased algorithm isn't actually picking up criminality, it's picking up attractiveness because we've filtered it already. So what makes you a criminal? If you're a criminal, this angle here from your nose to the corners of your mouth is small. And if you have a large curvature right here, across your upper lip. So why would, why would criminals have that and non-criminals don't? Well, criminals have that because they're not smiling. <laughs> These two angles represent whether or not you're smiling or frowning. These researchers, as best as I can tell, have confused facial structure with facial expressions. Pretty big mistake. And uh, so let's look at the first input, I guess. So uh, those criminals are all frowning, and yes. these guys are all smiling. And I mean, I, you can kind of guess where this is going, I think, by this point. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there are some pretty good visual uh, gags he had in there where, where they actually had the composite photos where they said, well, if we have this training data, we can go back and, and kind of the way these machine learning systems will spit out a... You know, we're going to generate a face that doesn't exist, you know, using what we know about how faces look. And so you can, they generate a set of criminal faces and they generate a set of, uh, of uh, non-criminal faces and he, they just have them on top of each other uh, or side by side. And you look at them, all the criminals are frowning. All of the, the, uh, the innocent people are smiling. It's actually pretty funny. Oh, of course. <laughs> all right. So now how to beat the rap. Smile while you commit your crimes. Smile. They'll never convict you. <laughs> Be pretty. Be, yeah, I think that's it. Is uh, yes. be pretty. Be pretty. And, uh, well, there was and a, second step, don't be not pretty. There was like this little Zappa bit on one of his live songs. He was like, hold on, I got to say something. Uh, he was like, to all the, the cute people in the world, maybe you're pretty, maybe you're beautiful. There's more of us ugly motherfuckers out there than you are. And, you know, just, just remember that. There's, clearly. Which is why, you know, I do audio-only podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I have a face for radio. I'm never going outside if they implement that then. They'll see my face, scan it, guilty. You've done something. <laughs> so, Carl... They'll just be like, yeah, he's definitely guilty of something. We ought to book him. Carl Bergstrom had a, a couple different things. I I brought probably a couple more than I'm really going to play. Though. There was one that I really wanted to get to because I thought it was funny. They're all stories. The facial recognition one and the next one I'm going to play is, is an, about an fMRI study. And... Uh, they're they're well-known stories, so it's not like he's presenting real new material. But I like the way he presents it. Uh, it and uh, so this is a, this is a bit he has about the fMRI studies that you've probably seen in in uh, major news uh, stories. fMRI is a way of visualizing neuronal activity inside the brain of, of a living person or other organism by using a technique that essentially quantifies the amount of blood oxygenation and thus the amount of blood flow in a specific region. And so you know you look at a picture like this. These are these regions behave differently in the brains of schizophrenics uh, versus the brains of normal people. And so, so the idea is, well, this must be saying something about why schizophrenics are different. The problem is, is that these algorithms often have a huge number of false positives. And the consequence of this, of course, is that, is that a lot of these claims that are being made about regions of brain activity may be bullshit. And so you want to make this argument, and how do you do it? 
Well, you start with a dead salmon. So they say one mature Atlantic salmon participated in the fMRI study. The salmon measured approximately 18 inches long, weighed 3.8 pounds, and was not alive critically at the time of the scanning. It's not known if it was male or female, but we don't think it matters because it was dead. Uh, they ask it the same questions that a lot of human psychiatrists or psychologists are doing. If they show it these pictures of humans in emotional circumstances, then they actually did ask it. The salmon was then asked to determine which emotion the individual in the photo must have been experiencing. And this dead salmon performed marvelously. In fact, the dead salmon is thinking really hard right there, and then also actually down here in the spinal column, that part of the spinal column is also thinking really, really hard as well. Either we've stumbled onto a rather amazing discovery in terms of post-mortem ichthyological cognition, or there's something a bit off with regard to our uncorrected statistical approach. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. I wonder what it could be. <laughs> Jeez. It, w in his presentation that he goes through... It couldn't through, be the approach. No. They, it turns <laughs> out that they found out... Uh, I don't know if it was right before or right after uh, he does this presentation that one of the reasons that they had a bunch of false positives in this was their code, which takes the uh, the MRI scan data and, and correlates the, you know, the the quiet brain versus the thinking brain uh, uh, data sets, had a big bug inside it. And so for years, they were taking these, making these studies and drawing conclusions. The bug was in the part where it estimated the certainty of the... Uh, or the error uh, inherent in the measurement. And so they were just sort of taking, oh, well, you know, it said it was an accurate uh, measurement, so we'll just write, yeah, we'll take it at face value. It turns out there was a bug in that, and so there's a bunch of these papers that got written for all this stupid shit about... Um, the example he gave was schizophrenics, how their brains are different from ours. Okay, yeah, there might be something there, but they, they're extrapolating some of this... Uh, some of these studies out to make sweeping claims about how uh, people with different uh, uh, conditions are or how we should treat them. And, uh, you know, it, it turns out it's just based on something that was fake. So I don't know. It's Surely they wouldn't have the same results in different fields of study that also use computer models. <laughs> no, no. And I, <laughs> I wouldn't allude to that uh, at all by playing... Uh, by playing things in different uh, different scientific topics and then uh, insinuating that, that the same nonsense was going on in other fields. so I wouldn't do that at all. That's uh, good. We want to be unbiased here. Yes, we do. Bias is bad. Oh, I got some, okay. I got some, uh, some funny clips, too. Uh, let's see what I get. I got the... Uh, here's another callback. I, I said I was going to get a Mainer accent. I tried. You know, I tried. Here's what I got for Mainers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you eat them baked beans? Yeah, yeah. They were awful good. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Did you eat those baked beans? Yeah, they're awful good. Awful, awful good. Oh. As long as you don't put them in your chili. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. You know what I miss about Colorado, the chili contest? There's a couple of them every year. Um, I don't see any or hear of any. Maybe it's just because potlucks are gone right now. Um, but the uh, the idea that there be a chili cooking contest in, in town or uh, at your work or uh, the community center or whatever. You know, it's just uh, I miss that because I go there and you tried 10 different chilies. Some of them had beans and some of them didn't. We had the usually you'd have two categories, red and green. You know, I was at the green chilies oh, right. were a little better, you know, but stuff like that. I miss, you know. 
Oh well, I get some uh, I get some funny clips. Uh, I get anime clips. Let's see, I get some uh, ghost stories bits. Uh, I think you played Fletcher. You played ghost stories on your uh, on Hog Story, right? No, just um um oh the one monster Monsume and uh, and One Punch Man. Oh, and if you count Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> well, I get some clips from the ADV dub I don't. of uh... <laughs> Cold Acid. Don't. I respect that. You y'all you would know versus me. So the ADV dub of Ghost Stories. Uh, the the background for this one was the Ghost Stories was this giant franchise. It had a, a manga, it had a book series, it had a movie series, it had live action stuff. And so by the time they got around to making an anime of the same story, you know, it's probably the fifth time they, they adapted it. Everyone thought it was just going to be a you know a smash hit like everything else. You know, anything that had Ghost Stories and it sold. And it turns out people were really sick of it by the time the anime came out and, the, and it flopped like terribly. And so mm. the uh, the English rights were sold to a company ADV, ADVision, and they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't really want to market it. And so what they did when they translated it to English is they gave it to a guy to basically just shit on the script. And so the official translation had a lot of crazy shit like uh, like this in it. I hear the head cheerleader's having an abortion. A lot. It worked. Shut up. Get out. You shut up. Get out. He talked to me at my <laughs> locker and tried to fill me up. I hear the head. All right, everybody. It's four thirty. School is finally over. Time to go home, load up that bong, and watch Pokemon. It has all these. <laughs> <laughs> what was she for? <laughs> That's really funny. What was she for? Be even funnier if she wasn't dead. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. 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 Although we played some other so ghost stories, huh? I need to, I'm, I'm writing this down. Yeah. There's some good yeah, stuff. Ghost like, stories. We played some, uh, some samples of ghost stories on here before. I think I still have some of the old ones. So we had like, Oh dear God was oh, I had the internet one. That was one. The internet was a blessing from the Lord Jesus to spread the word of God throughout the world. But pedophiles and Muslims stole it and used its holy power to seduce children like yourself. And get out. Not get out. Get saved. <laughs> That's a Get out, get saved. Not get out, get saved. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they took one of the characters, was a Shin, she was supposed to be like the Shrine Maiden character, and they turned her into Born Again Betty, the uh, the uh, diehard evangelical Christian. And, uh, every, everything she does is she's trying to confess to everyone. <laughs> ah, it was fun. <laughs> I, I really like One Punch Man. I, uh, I started watching it, and I thought, eh, I, I don't, I didn't know. And then once it started and all the action got into it, I was like, man, this is really good. Yeah. I enjoy it. Now, how many episodes of that are there? This, uh, it was one season, I, right? I'm not sure. I haven't looked ahead. Oh, if it's only one season, I'm going to be super sad. Oh. Well, that's pretty typical. They usually have... Um, sometimes you'll get 13 episodes, 12 or 13 episodes, and you get a one-core show. And then sometimes you get a, you know, a full season, you know, where you get 26 episodes. But... The like shit doesn't run forever in anime. Uh, like one of the shows I was, I liked Strike Witches. That was, I think we got twelve episodes in two thousand eight, and then we got twelve episodes in twenty ten, and then we got twelve more in uh, twenty twenty. That's about how often the the show comes out. You know. Well, it's, it's not anime, but Dragon Ball Super. That that season where they were doing the the big mega fight at the end that seemed to just drag on forever uh, yeah well, uh, there's drag on ballsy for you there's some yeah, of them well, doing yeah that. 
at first it wasn't like that. It wasn't like Dragon Ball Z where it was uh it was like that where you spend half an episode and they're all they're doing is powering up and <laughs> yelling, yelling at, at each, each other. other. <laughs> but and at first Super wasn't like that, but then when they get to that big battle, then it became uh old Dragon Ball Z and I was like, "Really? Really?" So I skipped ahead on a bunch of that. Mm. I mean, 23, I 23 and a half minutes of them yelling at each other, followed by 30 seconds of action. Yep. Yeah. And followed by, I have yet to show you my true power. <laughs> this isn't even my final form. <laughs> yeah, what if what if people really interacted that way with each other? Like, you know, somebody gets the best of you, uh, say they just, I don't know, say some smart-ass remark, and and then walk away, and then you turn around. I have yet to unleash my true power, and then you stand there like ah at them while you come up with something witty to say in return. What what what? Like that? What? I have some good news for you, Fletcher. What's that? There are two seasons of One Punch Man. Oh, that is good news. Twelve OVAs. Twelve. What's OVA? Twelve. That's a original video animation, or other words like standalone bonus episodes that they don't bother airing on TV. Oh, it's the direct-to-video market um, is where it started. So, in, oh, okay. What you'd have is in the '80s and '90s in, in Japan, you'd have the TV anime would air regularly, but some stuff didn't make it to to TV. It was just you know direct-to-video releases. So you get OVA, you know, episode one or two or three. Sometimes a series would do you know, 12 episodes or six or 24 episodes. And then they'd have one or two OVAs that come out, you know, uh, over the next year or so, you know, to, to kind of cash in on the, the fandom. But, oh, okay, well, one okay. of the series I keep, I keep bringing up, uh, Yamamoto Yoko had two, three episode OVAs about, about two or three years apart from each other. And then another year or so after that had it's like full anime s- series. Mm. Yeah, sometimes they do that first where you, it'll be a direct-to-video kind of thing. It'll be an OVA series, and then it'll come out and look at a full yeah, series if it, out Yeah, if it. it's got enough interest, then they'll try and actually get a series on TV. Yeah. Oh, what's this clip? In some cases, in some cases they'll do... All of your problems. It's just a tool. Yeah, I mean, I have a calculator, but I still have trouble with fractions and percentages. Hmm. Thanks for walking over me. <laughs> Sorry. As I was saying... <laughs> Some shows happen to have like an alternate universe OVA that happens as well, and that's something that happened with uh, oh Magic Knight Ray Earth, where there's like a two season anime, and then there's like this alternate reality OVA where where it's like character characters from the from the world that the girls get sent to start invading like Earth. Mm. So yeah, and they're, it's pretty interesting. Sometimes it's sometimes it's direct to video as a way of just as a way of testing the waters. Sometimes it's because oh, we want to do this alternate take, and we know it's not going to be something we can air on TV, but we really want to do it so much that we're going to do this and release it as a special for for the real fans <laughs> who are going to buy it no matter how crappy it is. Yeah, that's what a real fan is. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask a yeah. kind of unre- <laughs> nerd alert. Let me ask a kind of unrelated question. Um, that movie, well, the series, uh, The Last Airbender, 
Mm-hmm. I've watched that like on Adult Swim um, from time to time, and it's really cool. But why did the movie fail so bad? The M Night Shyamalan movie, Ding Dong. Yeah, that one. Because it sucked. Well, I mean, it did, but they they make plenty of trilogies and complete series of movies that totally suck. I mean, there's how many four or five Twilight movies. So Hollywood has a how many of, of those were direct to video? None. You're shitting me. Yeah, I think no. They all those came Twilight movies were like, yeah, they were huge. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I remember. I hate humanity even more now. (laughs) A dude like soul bonded himself to a baby. Yeah, I remember that. What? (laughs) Yes. What the fuck? I know. It was a sideshow. But they won't make any more Last Airbenders or or what was that? uh, The Golden Compass. They wouldn't. They didn't make any. They had. They did a spinoff of uh, of Airbender, which was an animated series. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, with yeah, that yeah, girl, yeah. I forget her name. I, I think they were doing a Golden Compass uh, series, weren't they? Oh, I don't know. I just remember the one movie, and and thought it was really cool. And I vaguely remember yeah, I think the I books saw from something. school. Yeah, I think I saw something about them doing a uh, like a internet TV series, like Amazon oh, okay. or someone. Oh, okay. One of those. Let's see. It says a BBC television series based on the novel started in 2019. So apparently it's on oh, BBC on One. It's actually, huh? it's actually real TV then. <laughs> BBC. <laughs> oh, not that kind of BBC. Yeah. No, not that kind. No, I'm looking at their website. Like, man, they took that for a completely different turn. They've got the His Dark Materials. Uh, well, there's some trailers, cast, and yeah, they have a they have a whole thing up on uh, BBC.co.uk. I'll I'll put that in there. Cold, I'm going to send you a link for the... Nice. For the have, you guys no seen, notes. have you seen the I'll trailer for um, the new Mortal Kombat movie? Mortal Kombat! No. Me, I'm what? happy with the original movie. <laughs> oh, dude. So, like, maybe a decade ago now, there was this trailer that was put out on the internet of a, a new, like, gritty, edgy Mortal Kombat movie where Reptile looked... He looked real, you know how they were how they were doing gritty movies with computer animation. It was all pretty realistic looking, but it never got made into a movie. Well, now it finally is, but it's not the same people or anything. But they made it look pretty pretty good, especially compared to the the effects in say Mortal Kombat Annihilation. We never we don't speak of that here. <laughs> no, you're right. The first Mortal Kombat movie though was great. <laughs> I could watch it, and it's it's campy, sure, but it's it's still entertaining. And it makes me want to play. Well, the I mean, game. when you, when you have when you have the Highlander as the Lightning God, right? I mean, yeah, it's got to be good. <laughs> but he never said there can be only one. <laughs> but whatever. No, the new the new trailer uh, the trailer looks good. I hope the whole movie looks as good as the trailer. We shall see. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm not sure if there's any big name actors in it or not. The history of video game movies and anime movies is kind of intertwined, uh, especially mm-hmm. when Hollywood makes them. They're almost always terrible. Oh, yeah, like the Fuck Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Evolution. Evolution. <laughs> it's terrible. I paid money. I, I went to go see that when it came out. I paid, paid full price for a ticket, and uh, I was like, what the fuck? Yep. Even in the theater, I showed my verbal disgust. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not usually a, a loud, outspoken uh, theater attendant. Oh, 
frick. I should have brought uh, I should have brought some Dragon Ball clips. I had some from the uh, there was a British version of the Dragon Ball dub. I I wanted to show to you. I, oh, I, God. I, I came up, I almost clipped it. Dragon Ball with British voices. Well, they had all the character <laughs> names were different. So Piccolo was Big Green. Was oh, his, was dude, name. why did you Big not Dragon. bring these clips? Because uh, I don't know. This would have been brilliant. It was It was late and they didn't get it. I, I would Instead have to go find Kakarot, it. Instead of Kakarot, his name is Bangers. <laughs> <laughs> and what's his name? The little bald dude. He's M.A.S.H. <laughs> right? Krillin. <laughs> yeah, Krillin. Mash. <laughs> He's always dying. Oh, uh, not uh, again. Yeah. No, I, I, I have it. It's like a 40-minute thing. I'm going to go through and clip it all. I'm about to unleash my final form, all right? <laughs> Hold tight. <laughs> you peaky blinders. Take your peaky blinders. It's It's Goku. I see him through my blinds. Oh, brother. <laughs> it's over 9,000. What? 9,000? 9,000, mate. No, that's a little... <laughs> yep. Jeez. We don't do accent, <sighs> accents well here on Rare Encounter. No, that's okay. No, no we don't do no. it at all. No. I'll tell you who who doesn't do accents uh, well at all is... Uh, I watch some of the Garzy's Wing uh, dub. Cold, you're the only one with a chance of, of uh, recognizing this. Do you know what Garzy's wing is? No, and the way that you've brought this up, you're making me feel like it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was the guy who made Gundam uh, after he was so popular no one could tell him no. And he he uh -oh. he laid this turd called Garzy's wing. Let me start like that. It was this really shitty show, and I, I was introduced to it. Um, it was actually at Anime Boston. I went to some convention where they had the worst of the all the all the worst bad anime, and they just had a you know a clip show of it. And it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, I was thinking about that the other day. I said I should get some some clips of the Garzy's wing dub just to bring in, so we can uh, listen to the the. The kind of uh, acting inside this. So here's the first clip from Garzy's Wing. Why do you have to go back to your hometown now? It doesn't matter. I will come back after I attend the class reunion pool party tomorrow, Rumiko. <laughs> poo party? Pool, poo party. It's the poop party. It sounds like he said the poo, poo party. party. The poo party. <laughs> So he gets on his he gets on his motorcycle to attend the poop party, and as he's as he's driving down the road, he goes first he goes past a cemetery, and he gets a strange feeling that something strange is going on at the cemetery, and then a giant disco duck, like a duck with disco lights, swoops down and uh, well, uh, here's what had happened. It wasn't disco duck a hit. Yeah, my necklace is rattling. I wonder could it be the Shiratori Shrine? This must be the place where Yamato Takeru no Mikoto came down from the sky. What? What the heck is this now? Ah! Ah! That was the disco duck. <laughs> oh my no, god! No, you can tell these guys. You can tell these guys they were. You can tell that these guys were only doing it for the paycheck. They were. They were. <laughs> so this poo party with the disco duck. This is in San Francisco. Uh, I believe it might probably. Be. Yeah. Well, what happens is one half of him gets, tra I think his mind gets transmuted to another dimension, and his the other half of him <laughs> stays there. And so he's these conversations with himself throughout the uh, throughout the rest of the uh, show. 
Oh my god, I felt like I was having a dream. I was bruised all over my body because I had to fight naked. Mom told me I have bruises all over my body. Is there any connection to this? There is a war going on. Even dinosaurs are here. And they use bows and arrows. My sword is unbelievably dull. And that's... that's What the My sword is unbelievably dull! There's even dinosaurs here! They're oh using bows God. and arrows. <laughs> what does the Stegosaurus use? Uh, the Stegosaurus. <laughs> the, there was one, a whip. The only clip I couldn't get was one that I've been saying to myself for the last t decade since I saw this uh, this shit the first time, which was. Uh, there's a scene where there's the the leader is uh, the king is out in his garden. He's, his page runs up. He's the peasants are revolting, and he goes, "Oh, we'll we'll send the soldiers after you." He goes, we can't. It's a leap year, sir. He goes, "Oh, I know." And, and, and it's what? never explained what 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 it being a leap year has anything to do with anything. But every time they say it's a leap year, sir, he goes, "Oh, yes, I know." And the uh, can so, they not jump? I have no idea. <laughs> No, they're all white here. guys. Uh, <laughs> on the BBC. On the BBC. Jump. On the BBC. White men can't jump. Indeed. On the BBC. No. So, we've got something interesting going on up here in Canada. Uh-huh. Tyranny? Apparently, in, in Winterpeg, or, well, nor what people call Winnipeg, if they live there in Winterpeg, everywhere else in the country, there has been a rash of sexy snowmen showing up all over the place. Hmm. <laughs> and, I was not and expecting the, that. Yeah, the city is is annoyed with this. They're looking. They're looking for whoever's been putting these up. Please stop making sexually suggestive snow sculptures at City Hall, reads a February 19 missive to citizens by the so-called Complaints Department. We have Please. camera footage of the persons involved and police will be investigating. <laughs> and this is with a picture of a snowman leaning back, getting a blowjob from a snow woman. Mm. Nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> And there's another, there's a picture of another snowman who's just exposing himself on a park bench. You know, I'm a fan of the traditional snow penis. With, with a full on, with a full on snow dick, mm. which sadly was blurred out in the picture. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't have that. You too, can't be seeing snow dicks. No, too frosty for TV. No, you can't be seeing, yeah. <laughs> Hang a silk hat on this, bud. That's almost like my OnlyFans handle, which is a uh, Dick Snow. Dick Snow. You know nothing, Dick Snow. <laughs> Dick Snow, nothing. Dick Snow. Hey, Dick Snow, how to party, bro? <laughs> there, there was a. Uh, uh, I I wonder if I could find it. Uh, I was going to bring up the Museum of Bad Art, which I feel like I did on Hog Story uh, that one time I was over. Oh, yeah. No, I think you did. I said, yeah, no, just no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, the, uh, I, I should bring it up on this show just to just to get it out there. The Museum of Bad Art is a museum in Boston, which is dedicated to just art that's 
too bad to be ignored is the way they uh, is the way they uh, bill it. And so they have museumofbadart.org uh, is the uh, is the site, and they have some collections online you can go through and look at some of this shit. Yeah, that's a good good idea is to post it inside the uh, chat. I would feel bad if I was an artist featured there. Yeah, well, you should look at some of the stuff on here. There's some there's some really uh, really. Do they bad have that art. one statue of that football player that was absolutely terrible? They have I, some sculptures. I can't think of that guy's. The one that I can think of is a barber chair with scissors suspended around it, and that was one of their permanent installations. It was, uh, I think it was called the Phantom Barber or something. It's just like this wacky stuff. There was one with Bill Clinton. Oh, that their I'm, site's I'm not loading for me. Ah, uh, we crashed. It took a while for me to. Oh, in the nude. Uh, uh, in the nude. Double O there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Click on that one. Bill Clinton in the nude. No, thank you. No, it's the one I was thinking of was Bill Clinton with his. Uh, it was a portrait of him with his backyard out <laughs> it was bill clinton with the it, it with his uh, his tie was a, a certain shape <laughs> bill clinton in a blue dress yeah there you go that's the one everybody wants to see indeed anyway in the nude in the nude n o o d i found yeah. the oh that's a ter- the huge ass link but it's uh the picture of the bust for that football player the bust. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. His, his bust. Mm. Well, uh, tell me who the guy was. May, yeah, no, maybe. Mm. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, see, I'm having to read. Kinda, oh, yeah, that looks uh, that's, absolutely uh, horrible. What's this from again? This is designed by sculptor oh Emmanuel God. Santos. Well, good job, buddy. <laughs> um... They're still not telling me who. That looks like a freak of nature. Oh, Ted Bates, legendary former Southampton player. Okay. Oh, so so yeah, it's football, uh, but soccer. Aha, there you go. Well, his neck is really wide. Yeah, he's his eyes are he's really got, close he's together. He's got a lovely rictus. <laughs> his, his face is not symmetrical at all. <laughs> no, it's contorted in a, uh, I just killed my grandparents' smile. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got his, the Harold smile going his, uh, on. His left Hide eye the might pain be Harold. twitching a little bit there, yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the only thing that looks halfway decent is his haircut. Oh, yeah. Save for the fact that he has absolutely no hair on the sides of his head. So yeah, it's like that's, that's it's modern like a black trendy. mohawk. Yeah, that's like the super, uh, it's not an undercut if you cut everything else off, I guess. It's like if you had an undercut on both sides and then uh, you're short on top. Whatever you call that. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, fair, I'm not fair. sure. Under The undercut. Yeah. It, one of his ears is falling down his cheek. I'm just catching this. Yeah, I see that. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, you're right. It's from well, being out in the sun too long. <laughs> is this a chocolate my sculpture? Ears are, my ears are also uneven. I'll, I'll just put it out there. One of my ears is lower than the other. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. To by, deal thi- with. by this much? When you're wearing earrings? Not by that much. <laughs> Thank God, not by that much. It's almost like he's. Uh... It's haunting. Yeah. I keep looking at it. I've, I've been staring it, at this. Like, he's I've, got a Ferengi He's staring forehead. back at you. <laughs> I've been looking at this for the past uh, minute. It's just, I can't get my eyes off this. It's arresting. It's very arresting. <laughs> Look at his You're going to see him apple. in your dreams tonight, I mean, man. <laughs> he's going to haunt your dreams. His Adam's pyramid. Look at that. It's, it, it's... He's got a wishbone in there. <laughs> Sna- he'll snap it and make a wish. Wow. 
I bet whole... it's pointing toward the Orion Nebula. <laughs> <laughs> you think if he turns around, it migrates to the back of his... Uh, his... <laughs> like something out of Men in Black. It's like his, his, uh, it migrates around his body. Oh, jeez. That's another little person in there. Maybe. <laughs> That's his subsumed twin. No, maybe what it is is if you approach him from behind, that face just like melts away and comes back on the other side of his head. Maybe that's why his hair's like that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, he's a he's a shapeshifter. Yeah. Exactly. That would also explain why he's so awkward looking with uh with everything being like out of position. It's because he's not very good at his shapeshifting ability. Uh, oh, well he was sculpted mid-shaped. Uh, mid mid-shape. Mid Mid-shaped. Shaved. He's shaved. I can't speak. Well, we so it's that. like Odo, how he can't get faces right. Faces. <laughs> faces. I never can get hands and faces right, so I decided to do a face. Faces. Yay. Faces. Faces. <laughs> the faces of rare encounter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank God it's uh, audio only. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, we could have been looking at this the whole time. <laughs> I think I might use that guy as my avatar. Oh uh, no, make if a ice mask. Cube soup doesn't beat you to it. Oh right, yeah. Well, use that as a mask for when you go out in public and they have all the uh, the are you a criminal or not cameras out. Hmm. Just wear that guy's face. Like, well, oh, I, have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that that would still that he would still get flagged as a criminal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They'd get you for sure. This guy totally wears his uh, his mother's skin when he's at home. <laughs> See what I do when I go out <laughs> is I wear a mask with my own face on it, so no one can know for sure if it's really me under there. <laughs> they see my face, but you know, anyone, it could be anyone pretending to be me. I pretend to be you all the time. <laughs> oh boy! I don't blame you. You pretend, let's see, uh, you had an episode of Hog Story that came out uh, on, uh, I think it just came out, what, Tuesday? You recorded on Monday, right? Yeah, 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 no, One finally got it released. Ep episode 160, not plugged, on the Hog Story. That's the Hog I Story! I can't wait for episode 169. <laughs> I know! Oh, dear. The uh, Grumpy Old Benz, Darren and Ryan themselves had their uh, episode 137. Uh, also on Monday earlier, uh, that was called Stamping Facebook. Very, very, very fun episode. If you're not listening to Grumpy Old Ben's, you should be. Uh, we also had Maps with Matt. Episode four is finally yes, out. Yes, it has been three days, three <laughs> days since the last episode of Maps with Matt. Uh, I was going to cut him some slack for that. No, it was great. Did you all listen to it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'm getting ready for my second listen, actually, because I, I like uh, the intro where he was. He said, this is episode five. And then you hear the guy in the background. Like, no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, episode four. That guy needs to voice fucking GPS directions. <laughs> That's it. Navigation with Matt. Oh, yeah. There I you can go. produce that. I um, would I would pay for that. I would pay for I would um, pay for that for my rogue to sound like Matt. Um, yeah, we can produce that. Um, Matt, uh, talk to me. We can actually make this happen. 
files. It's in our. It's in no our, shit. It's in our clutches. I will produce that uh, that file set. Take uh, your exit here, on the right, <laughs> in one quarter of a mile. As we, oh great. man, it, it'd be so wonderful. Yeah, uh, you throw a, throw him cussing in there too. You'd have to have that. <laughs> And yeah, of course, yeah. my maps. My oh maps. yeah, <laughs> perform a U-turn when possible. Tabarnak de Carlis. Smoker. I love those. Uh, I love those clips that you play on that show, on your show. Oh, the the reverse ones. Me and Carolyn need to come up with some more. The reverse. Was... The unreversed reverse ones are great. Yeah, that and that's that's pretty challenging. <laughs> it's phonet- phonetically to... difficult. You mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> Phonetically difficult. Oh, boy. Uh, tonight on, uh, <sighs> just to close this uh, little segment out, tonight on Nick the Rat, he has the most controversial episode ever. I don't mm. know what that means, but he says it will be the most controversial episode ever tonight, and that'll be uh, in the in the Dark Sewer. On the Dark Sewer now. Oh, I'm so- is he going to say aliens aren't aren't real? Hmm. No, what, he's what, going to say no. he voted for Joe Biden. Oh, that's so controversial. Hmm. I think he spelled <laughs> controversial wrong. It's got an I-A-L, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the most yeah. contro maybe that's the controversy is that he spelled the <laughs> he spelled the topic wrong. <laughs> most controversial episode ever. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That is the controversy because words are all made up. You can spell them any way you want to. Because we yeah, can all words pronounce them anyway. Yeah, people drop T's all the time and everything. Yep. Yep. He's dropping I's. Dropping yep. E's. Sometimes Y's. Drop a vowel. You know, why pay for those things? Just don't use them. Yeah, I want to. Who was the language without vowels? Was that Egyptian? Ancient Egyptian? Yeah, ancient yeah. Egyptian hieroglyphs. No vowels. No vowels. They're not the only ones. Uh, oh. Hebrew doesn't use vowels either. Or mm. yeah, Hebrew. It's these ancient languages. Mm. Yeah, they're like fuck vowels. Figure it out from the context. Y- yeah, it's all implied. <laughs> figure it out. You use any vowel you want, and the vowel you uh, you use is your your uh, your mood. So if you're angry, you say ah. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> if you're sad you say ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. see we're making it this is like esperanto too we're making our own language if you're if you're if you're happy and enjoying things you say <laughs> usually i just oh who turned the lights on <laughs> <laughs> Usually, when I'm happy, I say, I want to say nothing. Fuck ancient Egypt. (laughs) Woo! There it is. (laughs) That's what everyone wants to hear. What's that from, anyway? Tell me uh, me the history of that uh, clip. Oh, uh, that movie, uh, Walk Hard, a Dewey Cox story. Ah. Toward the end, or where Dewey's going through his drug phase, he's all uh, spaced out on LSD, and... um, he gave his friends like little glass figurines of cats, and they were like, "Why? Why? What's all this music about, Dewey? And why did you give me a glass figurine of a cat?" And he's like, "Yeah, the cat is an important uh, figure in ancient Egypt." So the guy goes, "Fuck ancient Egypt!" And then the other guy goes, "Fuck cats!" <laughs> <laughs> and, and then speaking they walk of out. cats, oh, cats! No, that was it. Cats. Yeah. 
speaking of cats, cats, you remember Nyan Cat? Yes, the Pop-Tart cat that was farting rainbows? Yes. 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 So the guy who the guy who created that gif remastered it for its 10-year anniversary and sold it on a uh, on an Ethereum auction site where after a bidding war between two people it event it finally sold for 300 Ethereum which is just short of half a million dollars US for a gif. Wow. Wow. Yeah. For a GIF. Yeah, that's a lot. Yes. 12, was- 12 frames, 1,400 by 1,400 pixels. How much did GIFs go for? Uh, last I saw in the supermarket, like uh, $4.5. <laughs> oh, that's 4 and a half Canadian. I was thinking, oh. wow, that's expensive. Well, we're not yeah. talking about the peanut butter. We're talking about animated GIFs. You know, the internet thing. Yeah, GIFs. Yeah, Jifes, yes, that's course. what I said. Jifes. Fuck Jifes. <laughs> Gifes. Fuck Jifes. They're Jifes. Gifts. Get fuck. Ah! You <laughs> bastards tricked me. Indeed. That's but how no, we do they're, it. They're Gifts. I mean, graphics has a G. So, Gif. What about the CompuServe part? Do you pronounce the CompuServe? What about and CompuServe? Comp- well, you don't pronounce the CompuServe. The CompuServe is silent. In CompuServe GIF. I'm just saying. You, you, Graphics interchange format. Yeah, Jif. That's what I said. Created at <laughs> CompuServe, but that doesn't... <sighs> Meanwhile, on the moon... Unleash the Faraday! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys have gotten me. I, I have a moon clip. Here we go. Have you addressed the possible hazard of werewolves on the moon in their prime environment. Man, fuck werewolves on the moon. Mm-hmm. In their prime environment, no less. Think hey, about the implications of that. I wish I had a cold read about moon The people. moon is for Doge. Is for Doge. <laughs> Doge. What about Mars? To the moon! That's for Elon. Do you know about moon people? Hey guys! Hey guys! No. Do you know about moon, moon people? Look like, uh, do you know look about like moon? moon, taste like people? No, moon people. <laughs> moon, they live on the moon, but they're people? Moon People was a, a book series by Dale M. Courtney, which is uh, widely considered to be one of the worst books ever written in English. Uh, it's Books are just for people that can't watch TV. This is one that reinvents language as it's, as it's being written. Um, it... it <laughs> It, it defies all the expectations of a novel. Things like plot don't matter. Things like tense in sentences don't matter to moon people. Oh, it's postmodernist literature. <laughs> it's Well, it would be postmodernist if it was on purpose or if they lied about it. But unfortunately, I think he's completely honest. It's just a terrible book. Uh, <laughs> but what's fun about oh, it God. is if you go look up <laughs> moon people, the Amazon reviews are, uh, are pretty excellent. of people saying i think my favorite one is wow awful i can't be (laughs) you know it's uh i read this book and honestly uh my 13 year old daughter would have done better how to avoid huge ships is a better read (laughs) they there was a guy who said you know i spent people one the age of aquarius kindle (laughs) edition uh is age of aquarius yeah it is age of aquarius yeah that's it 
There's someone who said, yeah, I spent $16 on this. It's a big disappointment. I lost all my money. I still don't know how to moon people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. This was um, introduced to me at a a little convention in Colorado called Mile High Con. I'm going... If I can, if before we change topic, I can do a cold read of one of these reviews. Oh, go Please. ahead. It was the same topic, though, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to do this now anyways. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, it's a book in the sense that there are words put on pages that make up chapters. While there's no punctuation in the Kindle edition to determine who is speaking what line of dialogue, it's still surprisingly easy to follow. It reads like something a 10-year-old would write. It's an okay story. Obviously written by someone who's watched a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm. It does nothing new. This is a three-star... This is a three-star... Uh, <laughs> three-star review on Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> I've got one. This is a five-star review. <laughs> here's, another, here's another one. I'm just going to read out... Uh, I'm just going to read out three lines from like a middle paragraph of this four-star review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could say that this is the room of books, but that isn't a good comparison. The room has a lot of personality behind it. Moon People is an enigma without personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Fletcher? Tell me. Lay it on me. This five-star review. Yes. It says... I keep Moon People Trilogy next to my bed. They are a firm reminder that every human possesses the ability to express themselves through art. Are these books worth the time it takes reading them? No. I shall not comment on the subject, but I purchase them and keep them next to my bed. Those are facts. (laughs) Five stars. Those are facts. They had this came up at a, a Mile High Con in Colorado, a little little literature convention, where they would read um, the worst sections of just the worst books ever in English, and so they would do the PG uh, session, which was during the day, and then at night, uh, after I think 10 p.m., they all met in the attic of the convention center, which was a thing, and they had the 18 plus session. And so they had Moon People was the PG version. And then they went upstairs and it was the worst sex scenes written in any book ever published in English. And they had such uh, things as Come for Bigfoot was one of the titles. (laughs) And and it was about a woman who falls in love with Bigfoot in the woods. And somewhere between that and I think there was one called Pornocopia, which was, uh, you know, erotic novel with just these bonkers scenes inside it they would go and read a you know a couple a paragraph from this book a paragraph from that book and and it was a great fucking show as soon as they started doing the mickey mouse the disney voices that's what went over the top when he had mickey (laughs) mickey mouse doing bigfoot in mid-coitus that was uh an excellent uh one of the funniest things I'm I've ever been to. I'm having sex. Hey, hey. It was a lot of. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to a reading of the Eye of Argon? No, I don't know what that is. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, man, you are missing out. This is like considered like one of the worst, uh, one of the worst, like. Uh, so, or fantasy, uh, fantasy <laughs> short stories ever written. Oh uh, boy! 
I, I'm laughing in anticipation. I'm waiting to find out what this is. I've, I've seriously never heard about this before. What's the okay. eye of Argon? <clears throat> I'm just... It is. It, it is a. It is a terrible, terrible piece of fantasy literature that even has rules for its readings because people because people like would do this because it was just so bad it was hilarious reading it out loud i'm just looking at the amazon site i'm losing it here's here's the rules for reading it rule one read it exactly as written use only the punctuation that is there no more no less pronounce the words as spelled not what you think was meant rule two when you start laughing, you're done and must pass it to the next reader. Rule three, the next reader must start at the beginning of the sentence that cracked up the previous reader. If you begin laughing uncontrollably before you start, you must pass it on. Rule four, anyone who makes it through a full page is pronounced either a professional newsreader or over-rehearsed and must pass it on. Greg Bear is one of the few people whom I've ever seen do this, but he said... Decades of practice. Rule five, no fair hurrying through without thinking about what you are reading. A proper dramatic reading is required. Acting out scenes is optional. Rule six, if you act out scenes, no live steal. Rule seven, no one should charge for the Eye of Argon. Getting reimbursed for the cost of making a fresh copy is okay, but since no one knows how to get royalty payments to the author, it isn't fair for anyone else to make money off his work. That's called copyright infringement, and it is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Here's a review. It's wrong. wrong. This review says uh, three three hundred seventy two pages. We'll never get back. Podcast made me love reading this book. So I don't know what that is, um, but it's a podcast nonetheless. That apparently, I guess, did a whole read of the book. That might be interesting. I'm gonna guess the book is three hundred seventy two pages. I'm gonna guess it that doesn't too. have that many pages. Mm. It's well, it's actually pretty pretty short. Well, what a specific number to name your podcast then? Three hundred seventy-two pages. Having seven chapters. Hmm. Yeah, I know that is pretty weird. It was published originally in the fanzine Ostfan number ten, published in nineteen seventy. Hmm. So let me read. Let me read the first the first paragraph of this. The weather-beaten trail wound ahead into the dust-racked climbs of the barren land which dominates large portions of the Norgolian Empire. Age-worn hoof prints smothered by the sifting stands of time shone dully against the dust-splattered crust of earth. The tireless sun cast its parching rays of incandescence from overhead, halfway through its daily revolution. Small rodents scampered about, occupying themselves in the daily accomplishments of their dismal lives. Dust sprayed over three heaving mounts in blinding clouds while they bore the burdensome cargoes of their struggling overseers. Note that's burdensome, not burdensome. Hmm. B-U-R-D-O-N-S-M-O-E. Okay, I'm reading the next I'm reading the next couple paragraphs too. <laughs> Prepare to embrace your creators in the Stygian haunts of hell, barbarian, gasped the first soldier. Only after you've kissed the fleeting steed of stead of death, wretch, returned Grigner. 
I like and fleeting it goes from there. death, but okay. Yeah, fleeting stead of stead. death. Yeah. Oh uh, well. The um, I I am actually I'm actually tempted to make an ebook version of this. You mean an audiobook version? I just don't know if I'll be able to hold my sides long enough. <laughs> there is a couple um there's a podcast that comes to mind. You mentioned what was the thing in the comments? It was three hundred something. Three three hundred seventy two pages will never get back. Yeah, there was a podcast. Um, have you ever heard of the worst idea of all time? No, I haven't. It was a, a no, podcast by Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat. Um, their shtick is they did a movie review podcast, um, and the they reviewed Grown Ups two. Every single week for a year, like the movie Grown Ups too, they re- re- reviewed the same movie every single week, and so every week they watched the movie together, or they watched the movie, and then they they did the podcast together, and they just reviewed all the little new things they noticed about it. And that was season one, and then they did Sex in the City two uh, for season two, where they just watched Sex in the City two every week for a year until the, the madness. Torture. Yeah, until the. Uh, the madness, uh, you know, got to him, you know, is uh, pretty wild. Hopefully they're all still alive. <laughs> oh, you wonder. <laughs> I think they were doing a uh, a bit with um, the guys from My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is another podcast I used to listen to, where they, they do a Thanksgiving, uh, I think it was called Till Death Do Us Blart, which was every year they do a podcast <laughs> where they, all they do is they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 every thanksgiving and then they do a movie review of it and it's supposed to be like a fresh review you know <laughs> and they and the idea is the podcast keeps going until one of them dies and when one of them dies they have to name successors so you know when when they uh when one cast member passes away someone else has to come in and fill in for them and, and watch paul blart the next year till death do us blart it's one of these art projects you know that's okay, what, so that's what I, it reminded me of I looked up 372 pages will never get back. And it turns out that the first book that they went through was Ready Player One. Hmm. Oh, so that okay. might be where they got the 372 pages from. Hmm. I never read that book and I never saw the movie either. Yeah, same. I was real turned off uh, by it, mainly because I had a lot of people pointing to it and saying, oh, this is a crazy book. It's got video games in it. And all I could think of is that shitty Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> and uh, oh, Pixels which one? or something? Yeah, that Yeah, that one. The one with the Pac-Man or whatever. Yeah, like, that was well, awful. This is, this is some fucking garbage that I don't care about. And as the years have gone by, I'm, I'm uh, increasingly uh, confident in my assessment that it's some shit that I don't care about. I watched Pixels when it was first available on, I guess, Netflix, and then rewatched it recently, and it's still just as terrible. It they they made a whole movie around some cool concept for computer graphics. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's guys, not the first movie to do that, but you know, guys, they yes. also they also did uh, a season on. A fantasy novel forming a sequel to the 1988 film Willow. They did oh. one for Moon People. They did one for Moon People. Ooh. Yes, they did one. They did one for Dan Brown's Digital Fortress. Oh. They did a season for My Immortal. The song by Evanescence. 
No, the <laughs> Harry Potter fanfic where everyone was goth or prep. <laughs> oh, was that the one that turned into Twilight? No, wait, that was the Wolves and Vampires, I guess. The only Harry Potter fanfic that I I liked was the Thirty H's one. That was uh, it's you have to type H thirty times on your keyboard. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, 11, 12, right. 13, I tend to avoid fan fiction because. Yeah, there you, know, you, go. you know, you know, Sturgeon's law, right? Ninety percent of everything is crap. Well, when it comes to fan fictions, it's fan fiction. It it's really more like ninety nine percent. Yeah, I don't know those Star Wars short films uh, that Star Wars theory made are pretty cool. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that is like the exception that proves the rule. That Vader that, series, uh, that, if if some company like Disney would pump a lot of money into him and let him make that Vader series, it would be bad to the bone. Uh, yeah, I mean, then they could also like actually actually bring back Samuel L. Jackson as uh, Mace Windu. Whatever for, for the episode two, which would be so much kick ass. Yeah. Well, they could also make the Timothy Zahn books into movies, uh, but they're not doing that. Oh man, the yeah. Thrawn the Thrawn trilogy would be super cool. It would be the what was but that? They just Crystal had they just Star had to go and say like the expanded universe is no longer any sort of canon. It's legends was now. It Black stars, something Fuckers. like that. Uh, well, there was like a Crystal Star. I know what you're talking Black, about. I just can't think. There of was it now. Dark Saber, or yeah, that was one where it was the weapon was pretty much just the super laser from the Death Star was this big killer cylinder out in space now there's like the crystal planet the crystal star it was one where luke skywalker uh met like the love of his life and uh, hmm. in, in those books those timothy zahn books and others uh, luke skywalker wasn't a total galactic fuck-up like he was in the movies yeah, yeah he in the movies cool he's got a he's got he's batting o for o when it comes uh to all the uh jedi training and everything mm-hmm but in the books, he, he was accomplished. He's hanging out. He's hanging on mm -hmm. on this uh, planet. He's drinking that blue milk out of the space blue cow milk? titty. He wants to go get some converters down at Tashi Station. Oh, yeah. We got the Tashi <laughs> Station right here. Okay, I'm coming up on the Tashi Station. Welcome to the Tashi Station. Can I take an order? Uh, yeah, can I have two Tashi Tacos and two Jabba Quesadillos? Quesadillos. <laughs> Sorry, I don't speak Mexican. <laughs> I don't speak Tuscan. <laughs> but yeah, Hair to the Empire, or Hair to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, The Last Empire. Command. Hair to the Empire, yes. Not hair. Not hair to the Empire, that's something else. <laughs> yeah. That's, hair to uh, the Empire what... would be if we, if we, like, put Adam on a throne. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking like Hair to the Empire was the barbershop Star Wars crossover. <laughs> <laughs> that Indeed. too. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. Hairstyling with lightsabers. I mean, light scissors. <laughs> light scissors. <laughs> oh, okay, man. I just saw another. I just saw another like Amazon review for Eye of Run, and I'm just gonna read the. I'm just gonna read the title of the review. Just the, the title. Citizen Kane of Bad Heroic Fantasy. Woo you don't need any more than that title. <laughs> the Citizen Kane of Bad Heroic Fantasy. Well, I don't know. I mean, Citizen Kane was pretty influent influential as far as movies go. 
I, I still think of Conan the Barbarian as one of... Yes, just, and, just and the, beginning uh, of, the Eye of Argon is influential in terms of, like, bad uh, fantasy fiction. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. We used to talk about Conan the Barbarian uh, as a metaphor for some of the work that... I went, Back when I was in Colorado, we had kind of a running joke where at the beginning of Conan the Barbarian, remember when they have Conan is, uh, is a child and they... They strap him to the Wheel of Pain, which is a giant, like, turnstile in the middle of nowhere. And all he does is push it all day until eventually he's strong enough that he uh, that he that he can get out of there. And so what you have is Conan as a kid. He's just pushing it for no reason. There's there's no absolutely no reason for him to be pushing this fucking spinning this turnstile. There's no benefit from it at all. You, you know, and the. Uh, the metaphor was, yeah, that's kind of like what we're doing right now. This is like what our job is. We're just, we're like the wheel of pain for Conan. But the, uh, I always think about that though, as, as sort of like the, there's no, there's no real reason behind anything. I, I guess you can try and read into the fiction and say, well, you know, it's a torture device or something. But it's like he, he's just there for the plot. You know, it's, there's not much more to Conan than than what you see on the screen. Well, that makes me think of The Princess Bride. What was that torture device in that movie? I just sucked one year from your life. Now tell me, how do you feel? Um, what did he call that? I can't remember. I can't either. I just remember that. The suction cups all over him, like, stuck to his <laughs> temples and everything. And then the guy comes in and pushes it all the way up. And, like, Krieger on, uh, on uh, Archer, he's like, No! My machine! <laughs> You know, have you ever seen... They were goat's feet! And you threw them out! Damn you! Damn you to hell! Have you ever I seen... I like his, his van motifs, exit stage Krieger. Well, they're, they're all based on Rush albums. <laughs> yeah, Like, I it's know. all album art. <laughs> Caress of Krieger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, so you good. mastered YYZ? It's YYZ. And no, Neil Pert still stands alone. <laughs> oh boy, rest in peace, Neil Pert. Yeah, Pert. I was corrected once upon a time. Pert. Oh yeah, Pert. I've always Pert. heard and said Pert. Pert. That's what I've always heard, and then I got corrected. Well, I actually is Pert. Pert. Like, oh, he's Dutch. He's a Dutchman. Pert. Oh, he's Dutch. He's oh. gonna be called Pert because that's his name. He's Dutch. If well, that's the case, we'll we'll have to ask Adam how it's pronounced. Ask Adam. If I if I remember with my met with my next donation to No Agenda, I'll see how how would you actually pronounce the name Neil Pert in as a Dutchman? Dutch? As a Dutchman. Yeah, as a Dutchman. A flying Dutchman. Neil Pert. Pert. Jazz hands. You ever been to uh, a screening I of a movie never like taken uh, him to see The Wizard, like like hmm. The Princess Bride or something like that, where it's one of these culty movies, and everyone knows every line in the movie, and they, there's all kinds of shenanigans happen uh, in the middle of it. Have you ever been to a screening like that? Oh, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, like something like that. Or The Room. They do. I've been to one for The Room that was pretty good, too. Oh, no. The closest I've been was hanging out with a group of people and watching the, uh, the DVD of, of um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ah, and they were still doing all the same. Well, that's good. As long as, as, as long as people are doing the calls and responses kind of crap, you know. Getting up and dancing, throwing the popcorn at the screen and all yeah, that. Yeah, something about the bread. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tony, 
toast. Toast. Yes, there it is. Well, what happens? What you're supposed to do? The what? What's for dinner? Meatloaf. What's What's for dessert? Janet. <laughs> Screw dinner. Fuck dessert. <laughs> well, what I heard was what happens is Janet shows up. And you go slut. <laughs> what are you supposed to yell? And I bet to a I bet to a show. I don't even do know. Yeah. The room was, uh, I saw the room, uh, and it had all the same crap as Rocky Horror Picture. The the thing that no one told me about before I showed up there was, uh, I went with a friend uh, in Colorado, and it turns out, we're talking about, uh, was it Tommy Wiseau's The Room? They have photographs inside the apartment, or inside the room, quote, that, that where normally you'd have photographs of your family, you know, like stock photographs, little, little picture frames around, uh, you know, on the the uh, side tables and things like that. But instead of people, they have photographs of spoons, 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 like like tableware. And so, I didn't That's realize weird. this. Yeah. So the thing there to is do, no spoon when you when you go to this. Uh, there is only Zool. When you go to the room and you watch it, every time those spoons are on screen, the whole audience goes, Spoons! And they throw spoons, and it turns into a spoon fight. And I didn't know this was going to happen. People walked it, What happened at the very beginning of the screening is some guy walked up. He says, yes, and, uh, you know, we. this is a really cheap theater, and that's why we're running shitty movies like this. And so if you're going to throw spoons, please throw them to the left or to the right of the screen because we can't afford to fix it if you if you break it. And I, we were sitting there saying, wow, what the hell is he talking about? We have no idea what he's throw spoons. What's he mean? And then we found out that there's an extended scene where the spoons are on screen for like two minutes at a time. And that's the spoon fight. When you're in the theater, and so there's people who had, you know, those boxes of 200 plastic spoons, they bring them in, and when the spoons are on the screen, they yell, spoons! They stand up and they fucking throw them around the theater. We're getting hit by spoons, and then you're picking them up and throwing them back. It was fucking great. It was like a small snowball fight with spoons. <laughs> wow. You could really come on top if you took some uh, cheap metal cutlery, like from Walmart <laughs> or somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, they can leave some bruises. Leave some Take cuts. That spoon! Spoons! You guys need your own voicemail box now so I can call and leave spoon. Ah. Uh, like I do with Spencer and stick. <laughs> stick. <laughs> I left you a voicemail already for tomorrow's show. Oh, really? Oh yeah! Excellent. We we enjoyed your uh, your rapping. I was in awe. I thought you had like had a little sheet of paper or something that you uh, you were. No man, that was totally freestyle. Yeah, so I, I was like amazed it. by it. I've got a I've got a critique when you when you do something like that and it just comes out and it's like really fucking works. You don't need to explain it. You just need to like pretend it was on purpose. That's mm. my that's my little my little tip pro tip. Yeah, but I'm I'm an honest guy. I don't want to. I just I don't want to claim something that's that's like not true right so like i'm no i'm no rap wizard or anything or like whatever like rap superstar or something just sometimes just the rhymes must flow you're no rexo solo no i'm no rexo solo that's for no, sure we, we liked it and it was funny my boss today was asking me did you hear this shit that's going on in canada <laughs> 
I'm like, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, I, and I laid out the same thing. I was like, just wait till all the Canadians get pissed off. Just think of these people. It's like they were the only ones that burnt down the White House. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, War of 1812. They won. Can, can I say something about the War of 1812? Well, to, be, to be fair, it was actually British regulars who did that. The Canadian militia. We're still giving you never... guys credit. Yeah. We, well, we like taking the credit, but the truth of it is it, what, it wasn't really us. It would have been cool if it were, but it wasn't. Just take it for a trapper. Just take it. They have license <laughs> plates. You know how the, you have uh, license plates in different areas that might have, oh, the Historic Society or something, or, uh, you know, uh, let's preserve our lakes kind of crap on it. They have one in Maryland, which is it just says the War of 1812. And all I can think about is, isn't that the war that we kind of got fucked up with yeah <laughs> and when i see the cars on the highway with the war of 1812 is it's like why not have a license plate that says vietnam <laughs> you know well do they have that that little license plate uh border do they also have an oval sticker that just says gb in the middle it's it's just to correct you it's not the license plate border it's the actual license plate it's oh, like a vanity oh. plate that has a pattern that's after the war of a- it's it's and to me it's like why don't we have the Ho Chi Minh Trail or something like that and it's just like, Trail hey, of Tears <laughs> you know yeah. there's some shit we that that uh, we don't actually want to celebrate let's just I don't know I don't know why it's out there I don't know maybe I'm not uh, patriotic enough but when I think of the 1812 yeah. I don't think of hey that's a that's something that America really did really well well is that like like uh southerners saying like the south will rise again that kind of stuff is it like remember the war of 1812 motherfuckers <laughs> retaliation is coming yeah remember the civil war yeah the one we lost what <laughs> yeah exactly uh well my ancestors I'm fought for the union so mm. i'm a healthy young woman i've got needs <laughs> needs the need for speed I'll find us a room and some members. There's Hari. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the teacher's lounge and asked Okabe. Get this, no one knew that Asakura was transferring until this morning. Apparently, someone claiming to be her father called in and said they were moving away. Just like that. You want to know where they're moving to? Canada! Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Canada! Sure Canada! Full of energy this morning, aren't you? Uh, sorry, I stepped on you with my clip. I got a drink. That's uh, fine. I've been stepping on people. I don't care. <laughs> I got to stick to my own rules. Every time I step on Carolyn with a clip, I drink. Mm. So I'll do it here, too. I need to no, get that, that clip of Ralph Wiggum singing O Canada. Who's Ralph Wiggum? I've heard the name. From The Simpsons. The little retarded kid who's the chief's son. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Ralph. Ralph from The Simpsons. Yeah. That's where I saw the leprechaun. Okay, Ralph. He tells me to burn things. Oh, boy. The leprechaun. Do you remember the leprechaun bit from um, Mobile, Alabama? No. You don't know the leprechaun from Mobile, Alabama? I do not. No. It's a news report um, that was pretty famous. I well, can play it for you. For St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. A leprechaun. A leprechaun. A leprechaun. NBC 15's <laughs> Brian Johnson has more. 
Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun? Say yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. Oof. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. It looks like an acorn. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their with own eyes. theories and yeah, yeah, yeah. explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. <laughs> and what you need to know about this woman is, as she's saying, "Come be a crackhead," her her daughter's in the front seat of the car next to her. She's like, "Mom, stop!" She's <laughs> great little bit. That was from Mobile, sounded, Mobile, Alabama. It, it sounded like a club mix in the making. All you people in the, all you people in the house, seeing the leprechaun say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" <laughs> and then the beat drops. What? 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 That's the beat. Oh, jeez. I need instant retrigger. Uh, All right, we got to put a lid on this uh, biznitch sometime. Yeah, we've been running longer than usual, haven't we? Yeah, we try and keep this down to an hour, and we're at an hour 25, 26, it looks like. Well, that's oh, our running late. Time. Tell the Something affiliates. Like that. Yeah, we got to close this shit up so we can yeah. uh, get out of here. Well, uh, do we have any final business? Fletcher, you want to say anything on Rare Encounter? Uh, anything you haven't already brought up yet? I've said so many things. Um, <laughs> I enjoy listening to your to your show. I listen to them live uh, when I can, and uh, when I can't listen to it live, I catch up on the recorded version. Well, thanks for the blowjob, Fletcher. Cold, anything else? Oh no, I wish. I've, I'm I'm all blown out. All right. <laughs> Don't put your vaccine in me. Yeah. All right. With that in mind, <laughs> I've been Abel Kirby for the Rare Encounter podcast. I've been Gold Acid. And that was Fletcher. Everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied.